So Shannon and I get our, uh, we got our uh, groceries done by Woolworths today. And when we went to pick them up, they had a candy cane in the bag. Now we're recording on November 15th. There was a candy cane in my bag. This is a fucking outrage. They play Christmas music starting in September, but they don't give candy canes out until November. <laughs> I can't believe this. Could have been getting candy canes this whole time. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to your favourite podcast, Brad is a Bad Person. My name is Morgan, I'm the host of this podcast, and I am thankful that you are joining us. I am joined as always by Lachlan. Gobble gobble. (laughs) Who loves turkey, and by Brad. You stole my intro. (laughs) That was a coincidence as well. Well Uh, Who is perpetually ungrateful. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) We're back for another holiday special, and we're keeping it American- by doing a Thanksgiving special. So thank you to all the wonderful people who are tuning into this, an Australian podcast doing a non-Australian holiday special. Mm. While Halloween has got a foothold in our great Southern land, Thanksgiving is totally off our radar. Yeah. So there's really no excuse for us doing this. Mm-hmm. How are we tonight, guys? Feeling thankful? I'm okay. I'm, I'm not feeling, feeling any grateful. more or less thankful than usual. I'm feeling very grateful, you know. Grateful to just have friends and family, because and, I'm <laughs> okay, not perpetually perfect. ungrateful, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. I think this would be, I think this would be a fun one, because it's, uh, you know, <laughs> just a stupid idea for us. But, however, you know, Thanksgiving, I, I, I'm telling you, it's not just an American thing. You know, C- Canadians also have their own Thanksgiving, which, you know, is typically you know, less boisterous and mm. fun, which, you know, typifies Canada. And um, many places have harvest harvest festivals, which is basically what Thanksgiving is. It's a celebration of a harvest and a day to give thanks to the almighty Lord and be grateful, Brad. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to get old real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I didn't know Canada had, a, like, a Thanksgiving. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it's in uh, October, I believe. I thought that they were just thankful all the time, like 365, you know? No, they're sorry <laughs> all the time. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> just thought they were polite yeah. in general. Yeah, but, you know, they call it Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know thing, your country's things- cucked when it has to put Canadian Thanksgiving because <laughs> another country owns Thanksgiving. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, like, when when they play football in Canada, they call it Canadian football yeah. and Canadian Thanksgiving. It's like, yes, we know we're second fiddle. Yeah. It's different to the American one. Whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the history of that one. I don't really know the history of the American one too well either. Just like a early 1600s banquet between the natives and the pilgrims. That's mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. That's all I know, really. Nothing but, like um, a good roast turkey dinner before a slaughtering. <laughs> If I, if I remember correctly, didn't it like signal like like a considerable amount of time without any kind of conflict between the uh, the natives and the pilgrims? Listen, I'm trying to be woke here, Brad. It's 2020. Okay, okay, right. okay sorry. Cancel Columbus Day. I want to I want to uh, attract the Zoomers to start listening. I've had enough of Australia Day. <laughs> Burn flags. Change the day. You know what sucks, guys? What? Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> He said awful. on his $1,000 computer made in China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Thanksgiving is basically just a harvest 
festival and mm-hmm. you know, lots of countries well lots of cultures have harvest festivals you know you get a, you know a bunch of big pumpkins come in and you go isn't this great let's thank the lord for this you know wonderful let's give thanks harvest that we got so yeah yeah we see it as american but it doesn't necessarily but the american version has the best food clearly because the staples of a thanksgiving lunch or dinner or whatever they do over there is turkey mm. and cranberry sauce and <laughs> to me it doesn't get much better than that turkey is the king of birds. Turkey is the reason Change that I am pushing for Thanksgiving to be recognized <laughs> in Australia. Because it's the money bird. It is just <laughs> Yeah, fuck Halloween. Ah. Oh, it, it's it's it, that's exactly it, Brad. It's the money bird. It is the rich yes. man's roast. <laughs> Turkey is fantastic. It's just oh, it's so juicy. It's so expensive though. It's sumptuous. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of turkey. It is. It is very, very it is it is better than chicken. Anyone who mm-hmm. argues oh, absolutely. the point that it's not as like chicken's better, like a roast chicken no. And I'm not talking shit on chicken. I love yeah, chicken. Exactly, yeah. But turkey makes chicken look like garbage. Yeah. It's like it's like swill. <laughs> Common swill. May as well piss in my mouth. <laughs> chicken is probably top two in birds, but it's definitely not top one in yeah, birds. Yeah, but the the <laughs> the divide between first and second is, is just yeah. There's a, there's a power gap there. Yeah, there is. It's it's, it's rough on <laughs> a chicken. Few, a few months ago, Shannon and I went to this like really fancy restaurant, and they had like this set three course thing. And one of the courses was quail, and I ate quail. Oh, it's good? tiny, tiny bird. It was fucking delicious. I couldn't believe it. Mm. I was like, you know, this is just pretentious rich people food. It's not going to taste any good, but it was fucking nice. Better than I think turkey it's- though. I think quail is more of a I don't know. poor I person's food. Turkey. What I'm saying, Brad, is I haven't had turkey made by a fancy chef at a fancy restaurant. Mm. So I think that I should know. add to turkey's uh, like co- uh, pros. That's that's what I'm saying. Because I've, if, I've it, had... if, the, if the common man can make it as good as a you know a one star Michelin chef, well, it's clearly the bird that's doing the work. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The 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 crappy way I prepare it still tastes amazing so mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah. <laughs> the turkey's latent awesomeness so you know you know what has become a thing in australia that you know thanksgiving hasn't become a thing obviously you know what has what is black friday mm-hmm. <laughs> have you seen all these like it's all lovely these that they get their own like, day now isn't it yeah they do like <laughs> black friday <laughs> they've been downgraded for a month february's out Last Friday in November is in. And uh, goodbye to the Zoomers who had tuned in. I was trying to be woke. I was acknowledging the day. God. I personally think it should be um, called, you know, Person of Colour Friday, but you know, progress is in footsteps, not uh, not running strides. Um but a lot of companies and stores in Australia actually do have Black Friday sales. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are you calling it? And it's, it's clearly just because people know Black Friday is a big sale day in yeah. America. So yep. it's just to signify, oh, this is a big sale that you don't want to miss out on. And then, like, some companies have Cyber Monday sales and stuff. Mm. And it's like, we don't have a Thanksgiving. So Black Friday, by definition, can't exist. Because Black Friday, I didn't realize this until I looked it up, but Black Friday is kind of like in Victoria in Australia. In Victoria, we have, like, the Monday before the Tuesday Melbourne Cup public holiday. Uh-huh. And just everybody skips work on Monday because it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, four-day weekend because you get the Tuesday off. But in America, everybody gets Thursday off. 
and then like you're not you're not gonna have like a giant Thanksgiving feast on Thursday and then fucking go back to your work, to on, work Friday. on Friday. Oh, yeah. You're just turning it into a four day weekend. So mm-hmm. like you skip work and you go to the sales and you fight people for shoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Australia they also it's doubly dodgy because they'll be like this one item and you know, T V for like hundred and ninety nine dollars, but there'll be one of them in the store. Yeah. But it gets you know, 50, 60, 70, 200 people there or whatever. Yeah, it gets you. And they're you trying right. to fight over one fucking TV. That and then you, you in come the for a TV seconds. and yeah. the TV's gone. You're not leaving without a TV. Yeah. You would never catch Classic me bait at and a, switch. Yeah. <laughs> never catch me at a Black Friday sale. I'd rather shit my hand and clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the classic bait and switch, a tactic of <laughs> capitalism. I know. Which needs to go. <laughs> Welcome Damn back. you, to capitalism. <laughs> Welcome back. um yeah i I think i think america has their holidays pretty well sorted out though Mm. because you got halloween at the end of october Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thanksgiving at the end of november Mm -hmm. and then christmas at the end of december you got like three nicely well spaced out holidays Mm. of increasing prominence you know it's just they know what they're doing in australia we've got nothing 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 christmas yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, we do, we, I guess we technically we have grand final day, which is in October, isn't it? Or in, in Victoria only. In Victoria, yeah. End of September. End of September. Um, and then- and we have Melbourne Cup Day. Melbourne Cup Day, which is in Victoria as well, which is- Yeah, so we still get the days so- off, but- Yeah, but Melbourne, Melbourne we- Cup Day is not a go back to your country hometown and spend time with your family day. We don't it's eat get turkey pissed with your mates at the pub day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get a four We need day to start eating- it, so. Big meals on Melbourne Cup Day. I we say we roast a horse. A horse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same foot. <laughs> I mean, the traditional roast of the last place horse. They get put down <laughs> after the race anyway, so why uh, waste goodbye, the Goodbye, Zoomers. It was lovely having you again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, no, like, it would be like a, um, what do you call it, like a bullfight. No part of the animal goes to waste. We'll you have turn it the hooves the into course. glue and you eat the rest of it. We'll have the horse run the the, the, the lap of the, uh, the track again and people get to hurl spears at it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just just like a bullfight, you know? It'll be good. Um, we don't need a matador. Maybe we, we introduce a matador to the Melbourne Cup and if a horse dies, it dies, you know? <laughs> it's just... Maybe there's just a ninja on the track with a samurai sword <laughs> trying to cut down the horses oh, as they go past. <laughs> That's katana. Horrible. That's horrible. Um, ninja, does, do ninjas have katanas or is that just samurai? Uh, I sure don't know. Some sort of ninjas have death stars, don't they? Oh, God. And nunchucks. Fred, <laughs> uh, you're, you're the expert. What, what are they yeah, Brad, like, you're a giant <laughs> weeb. I don't know if it's, if it's called a katana because they've got so many different names for their, their blades. They have a sword, though. Yeah, it's a katana-esque thing, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just trying to be. We're just trying. We're just trying to be multiculturally. I know exactly. <laughs> God, I'm trying. Um, yeah, no, no, I think that would liven up the Melbourne Cup as well. No context with Brad. That is poor. That is. Uh, anyway. Most pants didn't have belt loops until the 1920s, which begs the question, how did belts function before the 1920s? Hmm. Hmm. Fun little fact. 
<laughs> okay, that's uh, that was quite a um, you know jolt in the show. Anyway, All right, you want me to tell you how today, I got there? Yeah. You said we're trying to be multicultural. We were talking about Japanese stuff. And I thought, I'm going to oh, yeah. speak in a Japanese accent. Then I thought, no, I really shouldn't do that. <laughs> but someone And then to- I remembered that uh, No Context Facts with Brad's jingle has a Japanese person speaking. So I just mm. hit the fucking button. That's thinking on your feet. That's that right. And it's always right, funnier when you explain today, it. I want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on SoundClouds, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you leave us a nice review on iTunes, we'll give you a shout out during the show to say thank you. Mm. If you want to get in contact with us and suggest an episode idea or just say hi, please do. We always love interacting with our fans. You can do that on any of our social media or through our website, bradisabadperson.com. If you're feeling extra thankful this November, you can send us some cash through paypal.me slash bradisabadperson to help with our running costs, but otherwise the best thing you can do to support the show is to tell a friend to listen. And boy, would we be thankful for that. Lachlan, do you want to get this party started by cracking over a cold one with the boys? Good fucking God. Oh, yeah. It's Halloween all over again. Uh, I did these. Uh, I did these stupid sounders, obviously. Uh-huh. And before the show, Lachlan and Brad were saying they didn't know, they hadn't listened to the sounders yet, and they uh, they anticipated a turkey gobble. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a turkey gobble. It's fucking Dino, baby. It's Dino. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I'm not cracking a beer ah. uh, today. Instead. I'm going to try the Turkey Ale. Thanks Teeny. The Thanks Teeny. A fun and delicious new novelty drink I invented. <laughs> Cranberry juice, potato vodka, and a bouillon cube. Tastes just like a turkey dinner. Now, a bouillon cube, for those of you who are not American, is uh, a stock cube. It's it's you know, a cube of chicken or beef stock uh i couldn't get potato which is vodka. extremely concentrated by the way if you're yes. having that in a very very oh god very very oh, salty no. uh i couldn't get potato vodka so i just used normal vodka but i have got cranberry isn't juice isn't all vodka potato vodka no all vodka is grain vodka yeah potato oh, vodka is more difficult yeah. to find um so have got the cranberry juice have got the stock cube i'm gonna mm. drop that in there Oh, that was a good plump. Wait, it doesn't it need to be hot in order to plug in? That's right. Well, I once, think you need to mix that bouillon cube around a bit there, brother. Yeah, if I can I don't think so. chop it up. I don't think it dissolves unless it's in hot water. So no, it does, it does dissolve. You just need to break it oh, up a it, bit. Are you breaking it up? Oh. I'm trying. It's really hard. Yeah, they are. Look, you take that bouillon cube out and I'll fucking drink vodka and cranberries all night. I don't care Look, how girly well, it is. Uh, They're fucking delicious. I've never had a vodka and cranberry before. It's actually quite quite refreshing. Um, mm. I'll come back to it's that the, later on once the uh, uh, stock cube has dissolved some. That is going to change it something fierce. Cranberry and vodka, if, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, are the two main ingredients in a Cosmo. I think there's also a bit of triple sec and lime juice or something, but it's basically Ooh. just a... Vodka cranberry. That sounds I good. don't know that because I'm not a massive gay, so uh, I'll have to take your word on it. 
Um, okay, so I would like to talk first tonight, unless, of course, one of the two of you is doing the history of Thanksgiving, which would be most appropriate to go first. No. No. Okay. Then let's talk turkey. Oh, and no, I don't mean that in a colloquial sense. I mean that in a literal sense. Turkey is the quintessential Thanksgiving dish. The big bird on the plate, shared by the whole family. It is estimated that in America each year, 46 billion turkeys are eaten on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's a fair so, The obvious question is, should we feel bad for these thunder chickens? No. <laughs> thunder chickens. The answer is no. No, we shouldn't feel bad because turkeys are one, delicious, and two, psychopathic. (laughs) Mm. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, people kill turkeys more than turkeys kill people, but these (laughs) monsters would flip the script in an instant if they had the capacity. (laughs) You see, these terrifying-looking birds are extremely aggressive and territorial. They have hard beaks and long, razor-sharp claws, technically called spurs, and they ain't afraid to use them. Mm. They'll peck your eyes out for fun and bleed you like a stuck pig with a (laughs) devastating swipe of their spurs. (laughs) Now, to be attacked in such a ferocious manner, you would surely must have done something to really piss off the bird. But no, when a turkey sees red, it fucking sees red. You wear anything red around them and they will come at you like a spider monkey. They fucking hate the color red and perceive it as a threat because they are big, stupid birds with low IQs who deserve to be eaten. (laughs) You don't blame me? Well, here is my evidence. Oh, here we go. And just to draw you in, I'm going to do that cliche of starting with a dog dying to get you invested in the story. Oh, no. John Wickstar. (laughs) Okay. Ohio, 1889. A male turkey attacks and kills an innocent puppy who was just trying to have some interspecies playtime with some young gobblers. (laughs) This tells you as well that turkeys are racist, as if you didn't need another another reason to hate them. (laughs) I think... Gobblers is probably a racist slur <laughs> to some yeah, description. Yeah, yeah. yeah would it? Oh, goodbye, Zoomers again. Um, Harder. Harder. <laughs> the G word. Oh, Are you my, my gobbler or my gobbler? <laughs> you know? Gobbler. Yeah, okay. So, a dog, a dog is dead. You guys are invested. You hate turkeys. Mm. This is all good. That's, yeah. that's enough. I'm glad Kill 46 million day. Wipe them out. Maryland, 1908. Enraged at his red handkerchief, two large turkey gobblers attacked R.B. Marshall while he was walking near the home of George Nesbitt, owner of the birds, and it required the combined efforts of both Marshall and Nesbitt to drive the turkeys off. The birds beat Marshall's legs with their wings, bruising him severely. He yelled lustily, and Nesbitt ran to his aid. (laughs) Using light sticks as clubs, they managed, after a sharp fight, to rout the angry gobblers. (laughs) I'm reading from an old news article, so... (laughs) I didn't phrase it this way. (laughs) I was expecting these to be cases of people, you know, dying, but, you know... uh, A small bruise to the leg is, uh, I guess, just as... uh, it's escalating. You, you don't understand. You don't understand the movie formula. The dog dies at the start, mm-hmm. and then people start dying at the end. Okay, come on. Okay, England, nineteen ten. A Staffordshire artist, while sketching near Hanley, was attacked by a turkey and had an exciting encounter with the bird, lasting a quarter of an hour. 
<laughs> the turkey approached the artist from behind and made a sudden attack. With his sketchbook, he aimed a blow at the bird's head, but missed and then sought refuge behind a tree. The turkey pursued him and injured him quite severely. A party of golfers finally came to the rescue and killed the turkey. <laughs> now, you might notice a recurring theme of people beating turkeys to death with sticks and clubs, by the way. <laughs> I'm invested yeah. now. You just have to remember that in most of the cases, the turkey started it, so don't feel too bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, New Jersey, 1911. John McCool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even read it, it's so stupid. This one is so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. John McCool sold a number of turkeys to Mr. Austin, and one of them flew into a tree. <laughs> The two men enlisted the help of a friend, Frank Stadden, to get the bird down. Sure, said Frank, who pulled out a shotgun and fired it <laughs> at the t- <laughs> That'll get it down. <laughs> Real quick. You're right, Lachlan. The bird fell to the ground, but it was not dead. What? In fact, it was in fine health, and it was pissed off at Frank. <laughs> the, the bird attacked its assailant, driving its claws into his hands and oh, pecking what? holes in his face with its beak. Frank's nose was severely disfigured before Mr. Austin came to Frank's defense and beat the turkey to death with a club. <laughs> How do you lose a, a gunfight with a, a gun. turkey? It was a shotgun, so he probably just hit him with a couple of pallets. Oh. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> However, one of these strikes missed the bird and hit Frank right in the fucking noggin. Oh. I guess that's what you get for trying to help a friend. <laughs> Good God. Oh. Imagine that you get an attack by a bird and then your friend comes along and just whacks you in the head with a club. <laughs> just adding uh, insult to injury. That is... Uh, you're spot on there, Lachlan. How do you lose a gunfight with a turkey? That's fucking That's embarrassing. Right. Uh, right. South Carolina, 1911. A turkey viciously attacked a young boy who was playing in the yard of his parents' farm. The goblin knocked the child over and started biting at his face and hair. Amazingly, a horse came to the child's aid and put itself between the turkey and the child. The horse took a few savage pecks for his effort, but the boy was now safe. Oh. The parents were obviously pretty pissed off and cooked the bird that very afternoon. <laughs> so all is well that ends well. The kid got to eat his attacker while nursing his wounds. When did they eat the horse? <laughs> <laughs> no, the horse was sanctified. It, was, it saved the kid. Yeah, yeah he did ate they- it as like an honour. Does it have, yeah, true. Is there any record there of how they killed the turkey? Did they beat it with a stick <laughs> or something to death? No, actually, they they just said they killed it with an axe. Ah, oh. yeah, they, the, no. they beat it with the handle. They didn't actually chop its head <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> <laughs> they beat it with an axe. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some sort of retribution here, and it's always a, a clubbing for the turkey. <laughs> All right, Indiana, 1895. Now, this one is legitimately pretty brutal, so I'm just going to read the article without any editorializing. An enraged turkey gobbler tore the nose and part of the upper lip off and destroyed an eye of a small child belonging to G.O.R. Cutter on Thursday. The babe was in the yard dressed in a red gown, which enraged the bird. Doctors Brent and Hazelwood hoped to restore the nose and lip by stitching, but the eye is torn from its socket. Oh, uh, unprovoked attack on a child. Yeah, doesn't get much love I mean, than that. Let's be honest; the parents were probably sitting there watching, 
and you, like you've seen it, like a rooster chase a kid around before, you know? It's oh, like yeah, hilarious. that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> they probably, it was the same thing with the turkey until it ripped its fucking nose and lip off, and then they were like, oh, this shit's real. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Did they dispose of the turkey via club? I, just, I need to know now. I, I didn't hear that. Um, mm. But I was thinking while I was reading these stories that if a turkey was attacking a kid, mm. not that I would do this in any other situation, but if it was attacking a kid, I think it would be quite fun to like get a running start and just fucking punch <laughs> just the turkey. Punt the turkey yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's a good size to punt, I think. I, I feel like any time... Chickens are a bit small. Like an animal is attacking someone. Like, you know, we see those videos like someone's being chased by like a goose or something like that. Yeah. I, I would, that would be my time to shine. Like I would turn around and boot <laughs> that thing so fucking hard. Yeah, like it's the I only get, time you get it. Chase... Like it's justified for you to boot. Try and uh, score a, a field goal with that bad boy. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I don't get it when people are chased by birds and they freak out and run away. It's like God gave you legs for a reason. Just yeah. Stand your ground and fucking... Kick that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Launch it, you know. Come on. All right, England, 1859. Okay, so a kid in England was found dead lying face down with a flock of turkeys surrounding him. Oh, my God. I'll quote from a news article. It appeared that a kind of feud existed between the child and the turkeys, he having on a former occasion killed several of the young ones with a stick. <laughs> which t- <laughs> okay, so he started it. Yeah. Which, which time the old cockbird had made pecks at the child. <laughs> now, I can't... <laughs> that's what the article said. had made pecks at the child. <laughs> that's what the article said. I'll read it from an article. 1859. <laughs> anyway, a coroner examined the kid, assuming that he'd been killed by a horse. Right. And just circumstantially, turkeys happened to be nearby, mm-hmm. that he was actually killed by a horse. That's a coroner's theory. But... Upon, you know, inspection, he discovered that, no, in fact, it was a turkey that laid this kid out. So, (laughs) a revenge killing, a revenge killing, for sure. Hard to blame the gobbler on this one, though. Sorry, kid, but... Get what you fucking deserve! (laughs) 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 Shit. That'd be fair. I think the uh, turkeys had our back on that one because anyone, any kid that's going around smashing baby turkeys for fun, yeah, that's, uh, uh, isn't going to grow up to be a good person. No, so he's think, going to yeah. grow up to be a serial killer. Give that one to the yeah. birds. There, yeah. I agree with that. North Carolina, seventeen ninety four. So here we go. This is the big enchilada. This is the big climax of the episode. Okay, yeah. here we go. Was that nineteen seventy four or seventeen? Seventeen ninety four. Seventeen ninety four. Brad, we got old school. I like it. De- Desperately, I'm looking forward to some more cockburn. <laughs> what about this for a fucking outrage? A turkey murdered a judge. <laughs> <laughs> Was the turkey out on parole or something? <laughs> That's right. Judge Samuel Spencer of the very first North Car- North Carolina Supreme Court. And Why not only was so he a judge. What is happening in North Carolina? <laughs> Oh, what's going on there? <laughs> anyway, it's a battleground state. Not only was this guy a judge, but he was a war hero from the American Revolution. I tell you, these animals have no respect for those who served. <laughs> Veterans deserve our respect. God damn it! I'll read from the news article. There we go. His death was caused by a most singular circumstance. He had been in ill health and was in the yard sitting in the sun. A large turkey gobbler was attracted by some part of his clothing, his hat which was red, for which colour turkeys have a great antipathy. (laughs) 
The turkey attacked the judge most furiously, and before assistance could rescue him, so severely was he injured that he died a short time from his injuries. Jesus. That's crazy to think that a... Like Stone a, Cold killed a judge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Not up. just like a, you know, like a municipal judge or like... A, like <laughs> Supreme, Supreme Court Supreme Court. Like it was... I feel like the turkey was working for someone. Do you think that's how they yeah, got Ruth yeah. Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> Sent a turkey after her. <laughs> she was in poor health. Yeah, she kind of looked like a turkey with all the you know oh, neck skin hanging there. Let's not think about that. <laughs> kind of like her. <laughs> That's upsetting. <laughs> um, no, but uh... no, I won't say it. Um, <laughs> okay, say it. Say it. You can't. You can't blue ball us like that. Uh, so credit to Chris Woodyard, author of the Victorian Book of the Dead, who collated these turkey attack stories mm-hmm. on his blog. So did a lot of the um, hard work for me there. Yeah. You probably noticed that a lot of these are from the uh, 1900s. Yeah. So um, that's when funny shit was happening. It's just a crazy world back then. It was just turkeys running wild. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people had fences. So <laughs> just turkeys would just rock up to the backyard and start attacking kids. <laughs> Red was in fashion. You know, mm. Everyone was wearing red all the time. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Because the world had just, just come out of the black and white era. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Colour had come into the world. Uh, Colour was uh, in vogue, was it? Update on the Thanks Teeny, guys. Yeah. It is uh, starting to taste a bit salty. Better or worse? <laughs> I mean, it's still not undrinkable. <laughs> it's getting there, though. Put that down on the review. Not undrinkable. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> I also I also found a contemporary story from uh, November last year, oh, so please. just before Thanksgiving. Please. Of um, oh, okay, I'll read it to you. Wild turkeys are running amok in an over fifty five community in Ocean County, New Jersey. <laughs> I don't know why it's so much funnier when they're elderly people. <laughs> Residents say turkeys in a large flock are blocking their doorways, pecking at cars, and behaving aggressively. <laughs> I actually did see a few videos overrun by turkeys. In my research, I did see a couple of uh, videos of turkeys attacking cars. It's just like, you're not going to win. What are you doing? You never know until you try. I bet you they didn't think that they could kill a Supreme Court judge until they did. (laughs) Don't push me. Yeah, don't push me. I can't get out of my door, says one resident. Sometimes I can't get out of my car. They go to attack you. Just in time for Thanksgiving, an, inc- an aggressive gaggle of 40 to 60 wild turkeys is terrorizing the community in the Holiday City section of town. Residents say that shooting the birds... Shooing... Not shooting, sorry. Can't shoot. It's New Jersey. Residents say that shooing the birds away doesn't help, and they actually bite. Ah. Some say the turkeys have even broken windows in people's houses. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, Tom's River says its animal control officers are powerless to stop the turkeys because they are not licensed to trap wildlife. <laughs> Fucking regulations. Animal control aren't licensed to trap wildlife. What <laughs> fucking job? That is outrageous. That has to- And then, oh a, spokes- a spokesman for the Department of Environmental Protection said that Fish and Game, 
you know, the fish and game people yeah. are aware of the situation, but did not have further information or comment. <laughs> like, we know what's going on. We're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> think I'm risking my life going up against that thunder chicken? Fuck you. Listen, one person being attacked by a turkey is sad, but a whole community being attacked by a flock of turkeys is hilarious. Oh, that is just awesome. And they, they, they're, they're in New Jersey, so they can't do anything about yeah. it. You know, if this happened in fucking... North Carolina, they would have been like, this is for the judge, <laughs> bang, 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 just massacre of turkeys. Yeah. But in, in New Jersey, they're like, oh, government, come and save me from the turkeys. And the government's like, oh, technically, we don't have the correct licenses to <laughs> solve this problem. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Thank you, daddy government. Mm, yeah. Mm. How ridiculous is that? I, I can't believe Fucking yeah, animal, control. animal control can't control the animals. We make the rules the and our rules say we can't do anything about this. How do you even need a license to trap wildlife? Like, do, does that, like, you call, like, in, for example, where we are in Victoria, you call a snake guy. I've mm-hmm. seen the guys who show up. They are not licensed to do anything. They're just dudes with a fucking pillowcase and a bin. And Usually they, they have, like, a, a hook or something. Yeah, and they just thrown it into a pillowcase, thrown it into the bin to make sure it doesn't get out. Yeah. At least they're, they're total wild cards, absolute wild cards. Isn't that like this, that's sad that New Jersey, in the freest country in the world, <laughs> need wow. a license to trap wildlife? Can't, can't you just say, like, can't you just call like some company that fucking, you know, farms turkeys? Yeah. Just call them in, and they're just like, all right, here's forty turkeys that we can yeah, fucking. They're for free. You just yep. gotta catch. Okay, them. so if you can't trap them, then what if they just shoot them and say, hey, this is our dinner or something like that? Like, surely there's no law against hunting. Uh, I'm sure there is, Brad, and uh, it's New Jersey as well, so you yeah. probably can't even get a gun. Anyway. They can't get a gun, but what I mean is, like, <laughs> what, what if they choked it to death or something, you know? <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like turkeys have big, long, thin necks. I feel like you could just snap their necks pretty easily if you got like, a hole. Remember that guy who, who trained to be able to bear hand fight an octopus? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if one of those old, elderly retirees spent, like, six months just, you know... Getting some strength back, and then was like, "All right, I'm gonna go choke this fucking thunder chicken." God. I just had an idea for like a fucking Thanksgiving remake of Seven Samurai or Magnificent Seven. Oh shit! They call, they call it like Seven Rednecks to fucking start snapping necks. Uh, I'd watch it. Oh, we uh, I think uh, I think that would uh, smash box box office records. <laughs> All right, if you if you want the rights for that, um, Brad's a bad person at gmail.com. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, start the bidding at ten yeah, I just, million dollars. I, I find something really funny about turkeys terrorizing a old folks community <laughs> yeah. and the government, like saying like the bureaucracy is stopping us from being able to solve that problem. <laughs> How ridiculous! It is. It is. All right. Who's up next? I hope you enjoyed that uh, turkey segment. Yeah, it was, yeah. All of you. it was good. It was good. Um, Talking turkey. Who's up next? Uh, I'll jump in gobble, gobble. if you want because uh, mine's a little more more serious. I'm, I'm assuming Lockman will bring the mood back up right towards the end. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, <clears throat> when I think of uh, Thanksgiving being Australian and having never celebrated it once in my life, I think of a family holiday. Families gathered around a freshly roasted turkey and uh, a very various accoutrement, giving thanks for everything they've been blessed with. Racist grandparents. What was that word? 
Drunk uncles, shrill aunts united. Accoutrement. Begrudgingly. He said it correctly. Accoutrement. Uh, however, oh. begrudgingly, for a short period of time, just to be thankful. Very wholesome shit. But fuck all that gay shit. When we decided we were going to do this episode, I knew I wasn't going to talk about it. I had one specific event in mind, and if you know me, <laughs> you'll have some idea where it's just what's coming. Cast your mind back to 2008, if you will. The subprime mortgage crisis of 2007 has the world primed for a financial collapse. Elon Musk and SpaceX launch the Falcon 1. The 2008 Olympics, Olympics are set to take place in Beijing. And finally, a small little city called Mumbai in the tiny nation of India is about to be rocked <laughs> to its core. Oh, no. I'm, I'm talking about the 2008 Mumbai terror attacks that left Mumbai reeling. <laughs> oh. For four whole days, as ten men from the terrorist group Lashkar-e-Taiba ran right. Oh, this sounds interesting. Yeah. Leaving Karachi, Pakistan on the 21st of November, the ten men slipped onto a fishing trawler where they would spend the next 38 hours travelling to India. At some point during the journey, the men hijacked the trawler, killing the entire crew bar the captain who was directed to navigate to Mumbai. Jesus. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> when the fishing trawler got within four nautical miles of its destination, the men killed and disposed of the captain before making land at Machimar Nagar in the Cuff Parade district of Mumbai. I don't know why I butchered that pronunciation, but deal with it. Uh, the men then broke into, te- into four teams. The first team is a two-man team that headed into the CST Railway Station, one of the busiest railway stations in the world. Each man was armed with one AK-47, 600 rounds of ammunition, and eight grenades. When the first team entered CST at approximately 9.20pm on the 26th of November, they they prowled the platforms for an hour, lobbing grenades and shooting anyone that moved. High-priority targets include foreigners for added effect. Eventually, mm. the first team leaves the railway station to head to nearby Karma Hospital. And that's Karma, C-A-M-A, not K-A-R-M-A. Uh, Close up. The team intends to go, uh, the, the, the first terrorist team intends to go room by room shooting patients, but they are prevented by quick-thinking hospital staff who are able to lock the doors and slow them in long enough for the police to arrive. Unfortunately for the hospital staff and the police, this is India, and the police are thoroughly outgunned by the two-man terrorist team. Three of the four arriving officers are shot dead immediately, including Chief of of Mumbai's anti-terrorist squad, Hemant Kakeye. So, the the Chief of... That's pretty poor form. The the Chief of Mumbai's anti-terrorist squad was one of the first people killed by terrorists. That's a, that leaves you with a, a, le- a serious lack of leadership going into this uh, mm. whole situation. Um, well, you've got to commend him for getting on the front lines. Yeah, I know, I do also, They rolled up. If you're going to get on the front lines, you've got to fucking survive it, you bitch. Yeah, they were, they were riding dirty <laughs> in like a police jeep, right? Like a blue jeep. And they just rolled in with like revolvers and just got lit the fuck up by these oh, two yeah. things with AKs. So a, they, they never stood a chance. They should have brought a turkey with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tactical turkeys. Uh the two-man team uh, jumped in the now requisitioned police car and began to drive away. 
with a wounded fourth <laughs> officer in the back who was playing dead. Sorry, guys. Brad was just laughing because I've just uh, taken He's my taken shirt off. He's taking his shirt off. It's really fucking hot in here. <laughs> it is very, very hairy, man. Uh, now oh, I'm walking nude as well. Nice. Joke's on you guys. I've never had a shirt on this entire time. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, for those of, for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, Brad's camera is always just on his forehead, and that's it. Yeah. So it's not we never my know what fault. He's it's the camera's fault. It's a piece of shit. Anyway, of course, the, the two the two man team jumps into the now requisitioned police car and begins to drive away with the wounded fourth officer in the back who was playing dead. The car though had had its <laughs> what? shit. Yeah, he was he was playing dead. Like there was a there was four bodies in the car. He had just like pulled the body on him. He was wounded, but he was acting dead, and they just like jumped in the car and assumed he was dead because okay. the car had had its shit mixed thoroughly, like it was fucked up. Yeah, fair enough. So then they, I shouldn't laugh because that's pretty uh, serious and intense. Mm. Like that scene on, uh, you know, you say, what's that movie? Enemy at the Gates or whatever, Behind Enemy Lines, whatever it is, Jude Law. Enemy at the Gates hides himself amongst yeah, yeah. all those dead bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah pretty, pretty much like that. Um, but you know, not, they were not his, funny at all. So I'm sorry about laughing there. <laughs> they were his, you know, friends and colleagues. Um, so <laughs> he survived though. So happy story. Um, anyway, uh, yes, the, the, uh, the, the terrorists got out of the car because it was so fucked up and hijacked a van. So then the fourth officer radioed ahead to police to set up a roadblock. So basically this dude's a hero. Um, the two-man yeah. team was then ambushed at that roadblock by officers and locals armed with pistols and sticks. This <laughs> thrown-together militia was able to wound and subsequently beat one of the men to death, uh, with the other nice. one being taken alive. Like a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Beaten like a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I saw videos of, of this, and it's like grainy security cameras, and there's just like 20 people just kicking the piss out of these two guys. <laughs> Like, oh, three of them died running in. Like, they, they, oh, they were super insanely brave. Um, Giving him the Gaddafi treatment. <laughs> by now, the time is 10.30pm. While the first team has been terrorising the city, the second and more nefarious stage of the plan has been slowly coming to fruition. Two uh, Teams two through four have been able to move unmo- unnoticed by police into three separate buildings in the, air, in the area. At 11pm, team two... The only four-man team moves into the Taj Mahal Palace. Team three moves into the Oberoi Trident, and team four moves into the Nariman. Nariman House, sorry. Um, quick sidebar here. The Nariman House was actually a multi-story synagogue, and it's kind of hilarious that the religion of peace always feels the need to go after the Jewish people, <laughs> even in a city that's filled with Sikhs and Hindus, and has a less than 0.5% population of Mumbai's 18.41 million citizens. Mm-hmm. So, less than 0.5% of, yeah, Mumbai, the city of Mumbai are Jewish. But is that 0.5% causing all the trouble in that country? <laughs> <laughs> Despite only making up 0.5% of the population. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just... We're getting all the wrong kind of Zoomers today. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I thought it was just, well, not funny, but... Kind of funny. Typical. Typical, yeah. Um, the, yeah, they went after these huge hotels, everything like that, and then they just went after the only synagogue in the area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking so rough. Um, anyway, the terrorists quickly take... I drive past I drive past this uh, Jewish school every day on my way to work, mm. and fucking, like, got, like, security guards and, like, 
big fences and stuff like that. And they actually like they let the cars in one at a time in the car park and stuff like that. And it's like it's like I know you have to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, like the Catholic schools are all just like yeah. you know letting everyone totally in. open, and then the Jewish schools are just like blocked off. Uh-huh. No one's getting in or out without us. Yeah, vetting you. Exactly, yeah. It is, it's fucked up. Um, It'll do it. The terrorists quickly take control of each building, killing dozens of people in each, as the true horror of the situation plays it. Each team intends to draw out this attack as long as possible, taking the entire building hostage. In the Narrowman, eight people are caught and held hostage by the fourth team of terrorists. Over the next two days, the police would engage in gunfire battles with the two terrorists, uh, sorry, the two armed assailants per- who periodically tortured their captives and killed them off mm. slowly. Oh, geez, the police were, uh, were even able to establish contact with both men, but ne- negotiations were unsuccessful. After two days, the National Security Guard, who are the, the elite terrorist, anti-terrorist organization in India, mm-hmm. their commandos fast-lined onto the building via a helicopter and put an end to the standoff. When the dust settled, eight civilians, one commando, and both terrorists were dead. At the Overway Trident, people weren't faring much better either. As as it was a hotel and many more people were in the building than... uh, uh, Many more people were in the building than the narrow men when the terrorist team entered. After the shooting stopped, some 150 people were trapped in the building with these crazed killers. And like the narrow men, they intended to draw it out for as long as possible. After 20 hours of captivity, the overwhelmed NSG had managed to rescue just 27 hostages by having them sneak out the adjacent Air India building. 45 minutes later, a terrorist would detonate an explosion that would injure 27 police and NSG officers on the outside of the building. Despite this, the NSG managed to rescue an additional 31 people, and for the next hour there was relative peace until 7.45pm... Uh, when the building caught fire, a fire that was deliberately set by terrorists to smoke out hiding guests. By 10 a.m. the next day, 36 hours into the ordeal, hostages begin to sneak out. The NSJ, NSG sorry, decides to push into the building, and both terrorists are killed in the, fire, in, in the gunfight. Good. In all, 24, nice. in all, 24 people were executed in the Oberoi Trident. Oh, Many wow. had been stuck in the building for 41 hours. Jesus. Finally... The Taj Mahal Palace. Things were more grim there. The Taj was one of the most prominent hotels in the city for the rich and affluent. Uh, As such, Lashkar-e-Taiba looked to strike there at the heart of Indian wealth and greed. The Taj commanded a large staff for its elite guests, guest list, and as a consequence, some 450 to 500 people were trapped in the building when the four-man team stormed the lobby. What began after was a truly horrific game of cat and mouse. The staff and guests initially killed in the lobby only totaled about 10, but the four-man team team made its way through the building, uh, quickly trying to find foreign guests and ferret out Indian hostages. Due to the quick thinking of the staff, they were able to grab a large number of guests and hide them away in an exclusive and, more importantly, hard-to-locate room known as the Chambers Club. Much of this cat and mouse hiding is depicted in the 2018 film Hotel Mumbai. Lachlan, if you could hit the MMR music for me, please. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie again. Thank you. 2018's Hotel Mumbai, as I mentioned, depicts the perspective of the guests and staff as they suffer through uh, the terrorist attack. 
It stars Dev Patel of Skins and Slumdog Millionaire fame. Oh, uh, nice. It was good for an Australian movie. 7 out of 10 for seeing Packy Terrace get smoked. 7 out of 10 <laughs> for seeing Underprepared Indian Cops get smoked. And finally, a 9 out of 10 for Mr. Patel. Overall, 7.5 out of 10. You should watch it. Anyway, uh, hmm. spoilers about the hotel. What's it called? Hotel Mumbai. Is, um, have you seen the sequel? Next Best Hotel Mumbai? <laughs> I've seen, what, Hotel Rwanda? Is that what you were going with? Oh, what's the fucking, what's that movie called? The Very Best Marigold. The, so, the, the Exotic the Marigold oh, or something. Yeah. Fuck it. It didn't work. It didn't land. Lachlan, cut that out in post. Yeah. Snip, snip. Go on, Brad. Anyway, spoilers about Hotel, hotel Mumbai incoming. Approximately two hours after the building, uh, after taking over the building, terrorists detonated explosives that set the building on fire. The firefighters that arrived on scene then controlled used, demolition. Then used their ladders to <laughs> to rescue some two hundred guests from their rooms, which is insane. You've got terrorists roaming the hall, shooting people, and all they have to do is look out the window and see all these people climbing down ladders from their rooms. Mm. These these firefighters had nuts of steel to get up there. It's crazy. Um, eventually, the firefight forces the terrorists to the section of the hotel called the New Tower uh, that is currently has about 100 to 150 people trapped inside. During this time, the 50 people trapped in the Chambers Club, led by Dev Patel, are rescued via the window and ladder strategy. The terrorists have been in the building for nine and a half hours. <coughs> For three hours, intermittent gun battles take place with the police and the NSG are able to rescue another 50 or so people from the building, leaving that 150 um, people in the new tower section of the building and everyone else of the original 450 guests and staff is out of the building. For the next two days, the terrorists stalk the building, set fire to it, set off explosives and just generally hold back the NSG with the final terrorist holding the building for some 12 hours by himself. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the NSG kill all four terrorists in numerous gun battles throughout the day, and for their cowardly acts throughout the 57 hours that they controlled the Taj Mahal Palace, the terrorists were able, responsible for only 31 deaths, which is good considering there was wow. 500 people there. Um, yeah. Which And that number- Fucking teenagers in America do better yeah, than exactly. by themselves. The, the number would have been much higher without the heroics from staff members and undertrained mm. police who threw themselves like lemmings over a cliff at these terrorists. So um, props to those As guys. As opposed to the uh, Broward County fucking bitch police officers who wouldn't do shit about <laughs> the turkey shooting. Howard County. Mm. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, the, <Fuck> the bitches. <laughs> The 10 Lashkar-e-Taiba members were responsible for a total of 166 deaths and more than 400 injuries over the course of their 57-hour rampage. Um, when the last terrorist was shot at the Taj Mahal Palace, people literally celebrated on the streets because it was a scene where there was police there just popping off occasionally and then people <laughs> 20 feet back just standing in the street. It was insane. Um, but they celebrated. The terrorist who survived, Ashmal Kassab, was quickly found guilty of murder and ter- terrorism and was hanged by the neck on the 21st of November 2012, almost four years to the day um, uh, four years to the day after his cowardly attack. All this, Do you still get your 72 versions if you get executed? Probably not. <laughs> Captured and killed? No, it's probably like I a- think you have to blow yourself up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, he didn't die during jihad. He died after jihad. Exactly. Come on, bro. Post jihad. Uh, yeah, yeah. All this makes me happy to say that I'm f- uh, I'm thankful this year that I don't live in India. 
<laughs> yes. I know what you're thinking, and yes, you are correct. That was a 2,000 word, word lead up into a third world country joke. You're welcome. <laughs> Classic Brad. Classic Phillips. Shit, uh, not the third yeah, world. You don't want to live in India, but you also don't want Pakistan as your neighbor. Yeah. Okay, those, <laughs> both, those are both fair things to say. Um, Neighbours from hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a whole timeline I saw of like attacks in India that were escalating up and up there. So that you know, it's just your neighbour. It's just no need for it, really. They're very angry. Um, <laughs> I I'm quite against terrorism. Yeah, I don't think there's a need. <laughs> just don't do it, guys. Yeah. Mm, yeah, just just stop. Just have a just have All a right. chat. Sit down. We over, did it. Uh, we stopped terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you know you both look the same just get along you know <laughs> that is they look the same because they are actually exactly we the should same. send mobs, it was one country we should send mobs into uh, israel get them to sort out their situation going on there no they look totally different peace in the middle east ain't gonna happen <laughs> um can't get over you fucking idiots just wearing no shirt while it's hot to talk it is 30 fucking degrees, bro. You are very red, mate. Um, were you out uh, just suns out, guns out today, were you? No, that's just my uh, natural hue. <laughs> Your natural complexion. I don't know if you guys had... I, I remember. What's, what's the stats? What's the stats, Brad? How many people got killed? 166, Total. I told you. Um, that's less than Paris, right? Yeah. Paris was like 200 and something. Yeah, no, no. To, to be fair, like they had... These guys, while they were, they managed to hold off the police for a long period of time, and I think like some of them didn't sleep for like fifty-seven hours. Um, they didn't actually do as much killing as you would have expected with the tools that they had at their disposal. So, mm. You know, six hundred rounds of yeah, pretty poor effort. Eight, eight grenades, which was crazy. They also had improvised explosive devices, um, which like some of them chucked them in taxis and just left them there. And then, you know, those taxis exploded like a couple of hours later and that oh. confused the police as well. I yep. think the most impressive feat about the whole thing was the ability to coordinate and confuse police and just keep their resources tied up in different areas. Mm. So, um, yeah, like they were, you know, throwing the, the bombs in taxis. Uh, they obviously set up explosives outside prior to entering every building and then they were detonating those to hurt police officers who were yeah. arriving on the scene. So... They were organized in that fashion, but they didn't their, – their, I guess their toll was not as high as it could have been. Like, they were on the most – Good organization, poor execution. Exactly, yeah. Pardon the pun. They, they – like I said, they're – Oh, no, I'm pretty happy the, that he's executed. <laughs> one of the, the – they're in one of the busiest railway roads, like railway stations in the world, mm. and they only managed to kill – yeah, X amount of people there. Yeah, surely, yeah, surely if you just put a bomb on the track with all those people like hanging on the outside of the train, that probably yeah. killed like a hundred. Mm. So, I mean, we can be thankful that they didn't kill more people. Um, and you know, Dev Patel <laughs> had a had a role to play. You know, as far as <laughs> in the future, and the movie really is actually interesting. It, it, it solely focuses on the Taj Taj Mahal Palace, though, mm. so it doesn't really cover the other stuff so much. Um, but it's intense as fuck because you see people are just like hiding in the hotel for fifty hours. You know, they're hiding in rooms, moving around when they think it's safe. Um, a bit pretty terrifying. Oh. Fifty hours, like you just know any second somebody could just kick open your door yeah. and pop you. Yeah, and that's so the thing is that they, 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 these guys are all moving around the building the whole time, covering strategic areas, and it's like 
you someone you see someone run off down the hallway and you're like, oh, maybe I'll go down there. And then you hear shots and you're not sure where those shots are from. You're not, you're not sure where to go. So that's why these people were all just stuck in these buildings. And, um, you know, the fire, the fire brigade had to rescue people out their windows, literally like have them climb down those ladders, which is another ballsy thing to do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I remember when it happened on the, on the TV, I remember seeing heaps of footage of people just like running around, like grainy security footage, just lighting up people who were running away from him and shit. And I was like, that is fucked. So yikes. Uh, yeah. It was pretty, pretty intense. I can remember that one pretty, pretty vividly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Felt like right. uh, thanks for bringing us down. Yeah, I wanted to make it into like I, I you know, someone's got to bring the dark, don't they? And, uh, and it may as well be me. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're doing a Thanksgiving special. You're doing a Black Friday special. Right? My, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm bring this mood back up. Look, I'm not gonna get. I'm gonna get less violent. There's not gonna be no violence. Um, but <laughs> put your fucking shirt on. God damn it! No. <laughs> Take yours off. Yeah, you're the only one out here, Brad. I don't have pants on either. I'm being peer pressured here, and I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Black Friday, that infamous yes. day in 1910, where suffragettes spent the day having their heads stomped by British police outside Parliament. Just kidding. <laughs> really? Nobody gives a shit about women's voting rights. The Black Friday <laughs> I'm talking about is, of course, did that actually happen? Yeah, that happened. <laughs> stomping women's heads. Yeah. <laughs> They wanted the boat, and the government didn't want them to have it. So, you know, Uh, what else do you do? Goodbye, (laughs) Zoomers. The Black Friday I'm talking about is, of course, the popular shopping day on the day after Thanksgiving, where Mm. both men and women spend the day having their heads stopped. (laughs) Mm. It's said that Mm. American retailers spend most of the year operating at a loss, but make up for their losses by turning enormous profits during the peak shopping season, November to January. To really kick this season off, stores across the country offer huge discounts to shoppers on the day after Thanksgiving. The American Mm. people, the capitalist pig dogs that they are, eat this shit up. People mm. will queue for hours outside stores, sometimes setting up camp on the morning of Thanksgiving, missing out on that juicy turkey in exchange for some juicy bargains. <laughs> Stock, of course, is limited and rampant consumerism is not. Scholars of the free market will know that typically this will cause prices to rise. On Black Friday, however, it causes violence. something's gonna give now i feel like the word stampede gets thrown around too lightly these days (laughs) it really takes away from the gravity of what happens when the shops open their doors on black friday waves of bodies pour through store entrances crashing over anything in their path stripping shelves bare like a swarm of locusts over a cornfield it's a sight to behold Mm. and it's a tide that cannot be stopped just uh, just quickly here, I I believe that World War Z was inspired by Black Friday. That's uh, the picture shopping. I had in my mind. Yeah. Is that movie World War Z? I reckon that's that's what inspired it. <laughs> Black, shopping, Black Friday shopping frenzy. Yeah. Just that moving ball of people. Just a yeah, wa- just uh, a wall of flesh. Yeah, it is really interesting to watch those videos. Mm. It's good. In two thousand eight, a Walmart employee was trampled to death. By a crowd that broke the doors down just before opening time at 5am. 
I think Mufasa oh being killed by a stampeding herd of wildebeest. Now that sounds Way bad, Buckland. but it gets worse. Come on. No. When other employees tried to intervene, the no. wildebeest did not stop. The stampede continued. It was cold outside. Some of them had been waiting since the previous night. They didn't want to miss out on Walmart's amazing deals. Sure, a man had just died literally under their feet, but they didn't want to wait any longer. Even the police, when they arrived on the scene, could not get to the man's body until the flowing river of bodies subsided. Oh my god. Gotta get That's 70% off that DVD copy of High School Musical for the kids for Christmas, though. Well, <laughs> I could not imagine a sadder death, I don't think. Oh, no, right. Like, just to be like, your family has to remember you as the person mm-hmm. who was trampled to death by yep. people who were so obnoxious that they couldn't he, stop uh, to help you out. He was a temp worker hired for the busy shopping oh. period as well. He wasn't actually oh, a Jesus. Walmart employee. He was fucking rookie. A temp. What? Yeah. What city was this? Uh, I actually don't remember where that was. Uh, okay. Um, and it's not just the overworked and underpaid retail employees dying in the line of duty either. No, no, no. <laughs> Black Friday is a PvP event. In the- <laughs> In that same year, two men shot each other dead inside a Toys R Us after their spouses got into a fist fight. Was that like a quick draw scenario where like they both pulled and bang and they they both fell? I was hoping that that was what it was like, like a uh, pistols at noon type thing. But it turns out they were like chasing each other through the store, shooting at each other. That's so, even cooler. Yeah, well, like sliding over counters, just popping off rounds. And it's definitely more dangerous. <laughs> this is like jingle all the way. Yeah. But, With guns. Know, Sinbad had a gun. Yeah. Police did not investigate yeah. very the cause of the dispute, but I can only assume they both reached for the last remote-controlled animatronic Wally at the same time. Oh. I looked it up. That was the hottest toy of uh, 2008. Really? Yeah. I'd throw Just fist like over the... an animated wall- animatronic Wally. So. Mm. What's the toy called in uh... Furby? Jingle all the way? Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. That's it. Mm. I, I maybe, wanted to say Scuba Steve for some reason. But, uh, maybe Arnie no, should have totally gone to the Black Friday sales like <laughs> and then could have got a Scuba Steve for his son. Uh, for a, yeah, Turbo Man for his son instead of <laughs> waiting to Christmas Eve. <sighs> Ridiculous. In fact, Come on, Arnie. according to BlackFridayDeathCount.com, <laughs> since 2006, there have been 12 deaths and 117 serious injuries recorded on Black Friday. In stores, because of sales on toys and electronics. Say what you want about the panic buying that happened this year, but at least it was for essential stuff like toilet paper and food. Mm. Finally, why is it called Black Friday? Retailers claim that it's because it's the first day of the year that their books go back into the black. That Mm. may be true, Mm. but that's not where the name comes from. They spread that story because they don't want the day associated with anything negative. No, Black Friday came into popular usage because that's the name Philadelphia police used to describe the increased activity that accompanied the start of the Christmas shopping season. Mm. What's the negative connotation about that? Black Friday. Police. It's racist. <laughs> You're the one calling them wildebeests. <laughs> Uh, just when I thought we almost had the Zoomers back. There it goes. (laughs) (laughs) 
They would never out, demo. No. Let's be honest. Well, ah. we, we tried. We tried. We gave it an honest fair whack. <laughs> fair shake of the sauce um, bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why it was called Black Friday. So that's that's interesting to know. Mm. So it was it was so it's police racist cops. Police slang. Yes. Racist yeah. police slang. Yeah. So all some the, things uh, never change. All the quote unquote activity picked up that weekend, so they started calling it Black Friday. In Philadelphia. Mm. In Philadelphia. Mm. City of Brotherly Love. Streets of Philadelphia. Liberty Bell. Mm-hmm. Philly Cheesesteaks. Yes. And the yes. worst sporting teams, no demand. Quite a few <laughs> African-American people living in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's, uh, that's Interesting. a yeah, fun fact there. Um, well, not mm. fun, I guess. <laughs> Depends on who you are. Uh, you know what the stupid thing fact? is? All of the deals you can get online as well. So I don't know why people go out and fucking trample over did, each other for this did shit. You look in, did you look into Cyber Monday? I thought that was a thing that Black Friday was like in store stuff and then Cyber that's, Monday was like That's the- how it started out, but it's sort of evolved over the years. So all the deals are online now and Cyber Monday is now specifically for like tech deals. So like, you know, laptops and Cyber stuff. iPods and you know, PlayStations and shit iPods. like that. iPods. Do they still God. sell iPods? It's not 2008. Yeah, you can still get an iPod. What the fuck? You got Spotify. Who do you need an iPod? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why you would, but you can if you want. Mm. What, your phone doesn't work? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what, you going to buy a camera as well? Oh, I'm going to the store and I'm going to buy a digital camera. Yeah, people still okay. have digital cameras. Can you get believe that? Bitch. I can understand if you're getting like a... An expensive camera, like a oh, DSLR. Oh, yeah, if you're getting a DSLR. Like oh, what yes. do you need to take yeah. photos of? Come on, Brad. What? If you're a photographer, you, you need a DSLR. Yeah. But if you're not actually a photographer, your phone is just fine. Your phone will no, take a better I, picture. All I'm trying to say is I can understand the camera to an extent. I can't understand the uh, the iPod. Like, well, everyone has a, a smartphone now. So. Some people don't like uh, to use data. They like to have ripped CDs stored. But where, did, where do you even get that shit anymore? It used to be so easy. Now it's just like CDs. everything shut down. And oh, you can still buy bring, CDs. Bring back the old LimeWire days is what I say. Uh, Again, I don't know why you would, but you can. I just want to I want to download something off LimeWire one more time and just cross my fingers that it's what I actually was Backstreet Boys for, yeah. .mp3.exe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to roll that dice one more time. It was... It, <laughs> Like you didn't know what you screen your mum's computer again. Yeah. And then you could rename a file, put it back on LimeWire, and just have someone download it and then they'd be yep. like, what the fuck is this? It was so yep. good. Oh, it's beautiful. Those are the days. Yeah. LimeWire was good fun. Mm. Kids these they, they don't get they it. Don't get this it. is why the Zoomers don't listen they to us, because it's just not relatable content. To everything now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you never have to you never had to navigate that minefield of no. of just just, just crap. So great. It was good fun there. Yeah, character right. building. Character. I I have prepared a uh, movie review. So play the jingle lesson. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. <laughs> uh, I'm so impressed that you're able to get Dido to sing that for you. That's. Uh... <laughs> Or at least her permission like to be... use it in the uh, in the episode. What's she gonna do about? 
I feel like I should be sponsored by Netflix because I am reviewing yet another Netflix original movie released in 2020. Mm. Right, as a bad person at gmail.com, Netflix. Yeah. That's right. Holidate, starring Emma Roberts and Australia's very own Luke Bracey, who, of course, got his start on Home and Away, the better Australian soap, which does not get whoa, the recognition whoa. of its <laughs> lesser cousin. Neighbours. words, Morgs. Yeah. It's way better than Neighbours. This is a Neighbours household, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I look, I, I grew up on Neighbours, man. I, Home mm-hmm. and Away was annoying as shit. Yep. Best thing that ever came out of Home and Away was Ryan Quentin. And uh, what a heartthrob he is. Literally no. who? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Bracey is just your average old <laughs> regular Aussie bloke. Using his classic Aussie charm and intriguing accent mm-hmm. to bang his way through all the local sheilas in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But he runs into that typical Aussie in the States problem that all the chicks are just too keen to settle down with a genuine true blue Aussie fella <laughs> and go all psycho on him. Luckily, he finds Emma Roberts, a perpetually single woman, resigned to the fact that she will one day turn into a crazy cat lady. Bracey finds her, as us Aussies would say, dog ugly and suggests that he and her spend each holiday together so that her family will fucking calm their tits and get off her back and so he can relax and enjoy the holidays without some crazy day going nuts on him because he meets her parents on the 4th of July or something now all he has to do is make sure he doesn't fall for this American bird what could possibly go wrong oh no or shadowing so that's the setup it's obviously a very bad movie Mm -hmm. as you can tell yeah I'm sure you figured that out. I don't know. I was thinking I sure. might go watch it now. <laughs> does he say calm your tits? He does say tits a couple of times. Does he say I'm um, not here to fuck spiders? That's the uh, <laughs> no, he classic Australian saying. Does he say yeah, face a like a bucket of smash crabs? Because if he does, <laughs> I'm down. No, he said he said he didn't find her una- he didn't find her attractive, which I thought, yeah, you know, classic time to use some Aussie yeah, slang, yeah. but he didn't do it. Anyway, it's a bad movie for sure, but it's not terrible. Ironically, the holiday that gets the least screen time is Thanksgiving, so I've reviewed this movie for our Thanksgiving episode, even though the Cinco de Mayo scene was about Cinco times as long as the Thanksgiving <laughs> scene. Oh, well. On another note... Look at Matt's face. I'll pay Come on, you've got to pay that. Yeah, I'll pay it, I'll pay it. <laughs> I was actually pleasantly surprised to see an Australian guy in a movie who actually seemed like an Australian guy. He said words that we actually say, he phrased things the way that we actually phrase them, and he was incredibly vulgar, even in front of women, just like all us fair dinkum Aussie blokes are. (laughs) I hate nothing more than when people say fair dinkum. It upsets me. It's because you're an Australian. It just, it triggers me. No one ever uses it unless they're trying to up their Aussie factor by, like, oh. infinite amounts. Come on, mate. It's truth, man. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and we also don't live in North Queensland where every cunt You're taking so. a piss. <laughs> no. He tried. Anyway. You bloody mm. drongo. There- <laughs> All right, there there are a lot of crappy Christmas movies out there. While this isn't strictly a Christmas movie, the two longest sections of the movie revolve around the holiday of Christmas, and it's pretty clear that the movie is building up to a Chris Kringle climax, or KKK as they call it in the movie biz. (laughs) Good God. I wouldn't suggest watching it. 
But if your missus is nagging you to watch a romantic Christmas movie, then you could do worse. Five out of ten. Oh, yeah. Generous. Yeah. Who was, uh, who was, sorry, who was the female lead again? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Okay, see, I've always had a weird thing for Emma Roberts. Like she's, Really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fair dinkum. She looks like she's 12. She's yeah, got that she looks no, it's not, yeah. Yeah. not into it. I feel like I saw it in a movie when I was younger and it, like, like a parasite wormed its way in. It's just grown. No, nah, you couldn't. She's, like only, she's, she's younger than us. She couldn't have seen her when you were younger. She's not that much younger than us. She, I'm going to look it up. I looked it up. She was born in 1991. So she's like, she looks younger, really young. She's 29. Yeah. I'm 30. So, come on. Eh. Uh, she was <laughs> in. Eh. What? Eh. You're going to check the old uh, Romeo and Juliet laws there because we might not be within, you know. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Less no, I think the, like first, the first thing I saw her in was uh, that movie with Jason Sudeikis, uh, Weather Miller's. Yeah, 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 she was. Oh, yeah. She's like a. No, I saw her in. Um, out. It's kind of a funny story with. Um, yeah, that's it. Was that Justin Long and uh, Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, good, good, good review. Yeah, she's not. She's not my type. That's fine, man. I'm not telling you. I'm just saying. I have a thing. All right. She's she's very pretty. Like she's very attractive. You can tell, but she also looks like a child, which yes, uh, kind of creeps me out. And it should creep you out too, Brad. You sicko. Anyway. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, technically, no. it's not pedophilia. No, no. I it's, think I think it's hemophilia. Uh, no, okay, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think people that like Ariana Grande though is a bit. I think that's a bit creepy. Ariana um, Grande. This um, is going off topic here, but to, you know how she always has her <laughs> hair not. up. She has a, always has her hair up like really high on her head. Yeah, like she also healthy. she also holds her head back a lot. Mm. And it always looks to me like she's just got too much hair and it's like weighing her down, the way she holds her head. I don't know. Hmm. Hot take. Hot take. Should, you, you should look up some videos of her moving her head around like that. There's uh, Ariana Grande stands are going to come at you real uh, looking. Come at me. Yeah, yeah. Don't come at the... Uh, BIA, all I got to say is Twitter. I support BTS and then I'll have all the fucking K-pop stands on my side. <laughs> I'll cancel any motherfucker who comes. Yeah, yeah, that that army is a lot larger than the Grande Do you know what BTS stands for, by the way? I don't think uh, it stands for anything. No, it it's like in it, I don't know. It translates funny, but apparently it stands for um, <laughs> bulletproof Boy Scouts, which is actually a fucking badass name. Yeah, that's that's bulletproof Boy Scouts is a fucking great band name, actually. Bullet- yeah, <laughs> it is. I'll check. Yeah, I'll fucking. I'm gonna. Boy Scouts. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check myself here. I can I'm see that as sure. like a like a um you know mid two thousands emo core band name bulletproof Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, actually, to be fair, that would that would be fucking yeah. thr- thrash. But uh, bulletproof, yeah, 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 yeah. Their their uh, name BTS comes from the Korean expression Bangtan Sonyeondong, literally meaning bulletproof Boy Scouts. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm into it. I've never heard their music, but I'm into it. As, as a public it's figure, bad, but it's not good. Call myself bulletproof. I feel like you're inviting <laughs> someone to challenge that assertion. So, Brad, just wear a bulletproof vest around. Faces of bulletproof. Still, they have a 350 million strong insurance <laughs> policy of Kennedy, 14 year old girls. Do you remember? Do you remember that scene in? Like, in Dumb and Dumber, where uh, Jim Carrey's like, wears a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and the guy says to him, 
but what if he shot you in the head? And he was like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, he just thought he was invincible wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, classic. classic. Um, Alright, Brad. Do you want to uh, do your power rankings? Yeah, let's get it going. I forgot about it. That is the most garbled mess of crap ever. I love it. Um, it doesn't fit the theme at all. Unlike the wolf howling. The wolf which fits <laughs> like a glove. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this this week's uh, BPR. Just go, like, it's the obvious choice here. Top five things I am most thankful for. Um, nice. Yeah, obvious choice. Thanks for Thanksgiving. So I'm just keeping it simple. Um, Starting uh, with number five, working our way up to number one, which is the thing that I am most thankful for, but I am thankful for all of these. Uh, So, number five, sovereign citizens. These (laughs) goofy wannabe lawyers make me laugh so goddamn hard every time I see one of them get dragged from their car on YouTube. Every smash window, every am I being detained, every I'm traveling, not driving, every I don't consent. Every I'm not in commerce and you're going to lose your job gets me closer and closer to climax. It's cathartic watching these idiots get what they deserve in slow motion. And it's helped keep me sane the last 10 months. Shout out to Schrodinger's cat on YouTube. Good channel. Go watch some stuff there. It's funny. Uh, Number four. Women with the confidence to wear a shirt or any piece of clothing that's clearly two sizes too small. Oh, yeah. These women are doing the Lord's work. Camel toes, tits spilling out of bras, ass cheeks oh, popping out. They're, they're the only appropriate accoutrement <laughs> to my eyes on a sunny day. Now, if I was a woman, God, God forbid, and let's be honest here, I'd be a horrible lady. You go, you ladies don't want me on your team, for real. Um, I wouldn't have the confidence and the lack of dignity to get out there and do it for the team. Godspeed, ladies. Your country needs you. Amen. Amen. Uh, number three, air conditioners. Mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't have this on their list can get fucked. With one foul swoop, man became god of his domain. He stood up, yeah. looked Mother Nature in her stupid cunt face and said, <laughs> No, bitch, I don't think I'll sweat my balls off today. <laughs> Fuck every other invention ever over that of the air conditioner. <laughs> or maybe I'm overreacting because we had a hot day the other day and it was very unpleasant. Um, oh, man. I, you can't. You cannot underestimate the, the again, quality of life jump when you get a fucking air conditioner. I am sitting so in this room sweating my fucking balls it's off. So appropriate. I, I gotta agree yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Um, number two, my understanding friends who don't roast me when I have to push back a recording because <laughs> of a family member's birthday. <laughs> 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 I'm thankful for having two great friends who just get me. You know. They'd never give me a hard time over having to cancel a recording session because of a last-minute birthday plan. But in all seriousness, I love you guys. I'm just kidding. If I wasn't too old to make new friends, I'd excise you like a cancer. <laughs> Do you record another podcast that's not this one, Brad? Because that's yeah, never, that, that's never yeah, happened with this. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually don't think we gave you too much of a hard time. No, this actually, time. we usually do, but not this time. A lot better than you usually. Have some sort of issue or something. Well, there was plenty of water. At least you didn't leave it till last minute. 
And uh, number one, most the thing that I am most thankful for is that I was not born in a third world country. I mean, <laughs> how, did you, again. how do you not see this one coming? It sucks. I couldn't do it. So if you, if you look at it this way, this isn't really an insult. It's more of a compliment. Everything around you is dead or dying. You shit in the streets and you walk over dead bodies to get to work. 10% of the country dies on the roads or public transport, but it doesn't matter because everyone has 400 children, so they cover the spread. I can make I commend you for being better at handling adversity than I ever could be. <laughs> this kind of this probably you know goes pretty well with number three as well. Like <laughs> hot countries where you don't have air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. I assume you're talking about India. By the oh, look, I'm talking about shitting in the streets. Sort of that whole belt right there. That <laughs> the poor belt. The poor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I couldn't. Do it. Could not do it. So. Uh... I'm most thankful for that. Man. I would just be one of those kids like in the gutter that's dead or something. So, didn't, when never was made the last like time three. Brad did not torture third world country on this show? <laughs> I like tripping down today, so. Um, you love to see it. Love to see it. That's good stuff. <laughs> it's what they tune in for. Yeah. You gotta give, it, gotta give the people what they want. Not here to fuck spiders, mate. <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking. It would be a nice way to end the show for us to go around and do that uh, traditional thing, which I don't know if people in America actually do, but I've seen it on TV. Yeah. Where you stand up at the table and say what you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have any things that you're sincerely thankful for, Brad, that you want to... That you want to I was say? sincerely thankful for the air conditioner. I had to include that in there, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> If you're asking me to talk about friends and family, no, I mean, they get it 365 days a year. They don't need it on uh, Thanksgiving, so. <laughs> perpetually grateful. Yeah, exactly. I'm perpetually grateful. Not perpetually ungrateful. Yeah, uh, funny way of showing it, Brad. Look, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for the, the fans that tune in to listen to us talk shit, you know. Oh. Uh, what else am I thankful it's for? It's very hard uh, for Brad to be sincere. I'm he's, thankful he's for... Struggling. Caramilk and uh, <laughs> Black Forest chocolate. They're both excellent additions. Yeah. Super Loopers. Uh, thankful for uh, white chocolate, Tim Tams. Ooh. Controversial take, but I can fuck with Now right you're just rehashing all material, bro. I'm just rehashing what's in the <laughs> fridge at the moment. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking about your post podcast snack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what am I going to eat when I finish? Um, no, no, no. I'm. Uh, <laughs> Thankful that I'm um, healthy and that uh, got all my family around me and all that jazz, you know. Um, cool. Yeah, but what else am I going to be thankful for? I got a pretty steady life, and I'm happy with that. And uh, you know, I want to be. Uh, I could be off a lot. Uh, it could be a lot worse. So thankful yeah. for that. Hmm. Good perspective. Mm -hmm. What about you, Uh I'm I'm thankful for my boys, for my two boys, hmm. my two. Beautiful. Me and Brad, or your two sons? My two yeah. beautiful baby boys. Bouncing baby boys, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, am, I am incredibly thankful for my sons. Uh, the fact mm. that they were both born healthy with no complications. They are perfect little human beings. Mm. Uh, I thank the uh, whatever forces are out there every day. Harrison's for, uh, third arm makes him more like superhuman as a Well, person, this is like the thing. He's, it's homo superior is what I'm going yeah. with. 
very, very grateful to have those two little turds. Mm. Uh, Morgs? Uh, well, I am thankful for you guys, oh, Brad and Lachlan. Regardless of what happens with this podcast in the future, it's been so much fun to talk shit with you guys and try to make you laugh. Mm. I think we bring out the best in each other. Or the worst, depending on your perspective. <laughs> but it's great to make this podcast and have people tell me they enjoy it and find it interesting and funny and informative. Mm. So I'm very thankful for our fans, but mostly I'm thankful for you guys. You two are my best friends and talking shit with you is always something I look forward to, <laughs> whether it's on this podcast, in our group chat, or in person. Lachlan, I love you. Mm. No homo. And Brad, I love you. Ha! <laughs> 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 Gay! I love you guys too. Uh, <laughs> I am. Uh, I like you guys. <laughs> ah, someone say something really offensive so we can. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, would you rather be born in India or South Sudan? Oh. Oh. Would you rather? Morgan's. Would you rather? Oh, he's suicided option. <laughs> Yeah, let's leave it there. Can I like, <laughs> for free abort myself? Like, and never be bored. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Go back in time. Yeah. Like set the butterfly a, effect. Brad will set up a bootstrap paradox, though. You know when Ashton Kutcher cho- choked himself with his own umbilical cord? Like that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Come on. Yeah. I haven't seen the end of that 70s show, Brad. You can't just spoil it like that for me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will never forget it. Thank you. Thank you. I'll come again. Thanks a lot. Bye.